Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a former astronaut, Faith. What's up? I love space. Wait, I think I introduced you as a former astronaut before. No, it's very possible. (laughs) I've been introduced as like a horrible demon. I think we I think we cover a lot of former astronauts. <laughs> Marvel seems to love them. That seems to be their favorite. You go into space, you get superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're we're not changing that pattern right now because we're talking about Comet Man. Ooh. Do you have an idea who Comet Man is? Um, it's something to have to do with comets i almost referenced night of the comet and then i realized not a lot of people have probably seen that movie (laughs) nah it's not a good movie it's probably a good thing if you haven't seen it (laughs) well well uh what do you think comet man's whole deal would be um can he turn into a comet um kind of I mean, I guess. Fly. He can fly. Fly. Um, <laughs> can he fly? <laughs> like, he can fly. In a, Is like, he made out of ice and other de- space debris? <laughs> no, made out of flesh, mostly. Oh, gross. Flesh Comet would be really weird. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. That's, just, that's, that's the color out of space. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> that's the color out of space, but with flesh instead of a life. <laughs> what, what if what if like lovecraft like be like wow people really like this so what i'm gonna do is just keep on doing like comets that hit like small farms and stuff oh my happening God. and they're all made out of something different little <laughs> flesh comet he could yeah. but but uh but now here's here's what he looks like oh he kind of just looks like a dude like i'm gonna say he looks like a dad who has superpowers and tried really hard to make an outfit yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, he kind of just looks like a guy. I just looks, you know, just a guy. Um, you know, he gets like a fancy 90s upgrade later. But, Ooh. you know, it's, you know, it's not great looking. Oh, well, yeah, it was the 90s. Like there's only so much that you can expect. Yeah. You so, have a couple good hits and then otherwise it's just Yeah, so um he so yeah, he was an astronaut. So mm-hmm. most mean which means he has a doctorate, most likely. Oh, there you uh, go. Because astronauts have to be really, really educated. Even though it's weird that like uh sci-fi took the toll astronaut thing and turned it into like a cowboy thing. Basically. Right? It's weird, right? isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind I mean, I I understand that like it's supposed to be more of a metaphor of going out west and like you know manifest destiny and all that stuff. As, oh yeah, as crappy of a you know idea 
that is. And by idea, I mean, it's a great idea, but it's as crappy as like a, you know, colonialist uh, mind state. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I, I still love me a Western though. Who doesn't love a Western? A lot of people don't for some reason. I don't know. I love me a Western though. There's I, something classic about them. That's very I, th- fun. I think it's, I think it's like, uh, like it's just baked into us, like as Americans. Yeah. At least. Well, yeah. As somebody who grew up in the West. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. I, my favorite fiction, my favorite weird fiction, uh, type of fiction besides Lovecraft is, uh, like weird Westerns where it's just yes. like, yes. Oh, yeah. I love weird Westerns. Oh fuck. I would watch bone Tomahawk every day if I could. Bone Tomahawk is so good. It's such I, a good movie. It is very good. You should watch it. It's a, it's a, just a horror just a horror western. It's a solid. It's a solid horror movie. It's a solid western movie, and they put it together. Yeah, but, it's everything you could want. But you know, I don't know, cowboy. But you know, but really, like astronauts are actually like like some of the more educated people. Well, like, and there's so many space westerns. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I also like. I was gonna say where are the space samurai movies, but. That's but cowboys, but but cowboy westerns took from samurai films, and samurai films took from cowboy films, and then there's like this weird incestuous thing between them. Yeah, because people don't talk about it, but like um, us, like the bombing of Japan and Nagasaki and Hiroshima, mm-hmm. um, really just intertwine America and Japan in like this really symbiotic way. Yep. Like we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have like, we wouldn't have like anime without bringing over like our cartoons and stuff. Yep. They just took their style of storytelling and mapped it on. But whatever, I'm not here to give you. We're here to talk about Comet Man, this dad-looking dude. Also, also who's an astronaut. Also, technically. Japan would have not have opened up unless America, like in the 1800s, was just like, yo, open up, or I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah, what up, we got some you. gunboats. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, it's Perry. Hey, it's Perry, over here, open up. Open up. <laughs> hey, hey, we heard that you were letting a bunch of Dutch in. Uh, can we come in? Oh, you're not gonna let it? We have guns. We, okay, yeah. cool, sweet. <laughs> it, you don't, your, your technology is in advance. Is a, oh, cool, swords, guess what, we have gunboats. Open up now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, read some, read some like Japanese history, especially in the eighteen hundreds. It's really interesting. You know, the it decline is really of, interesting. Like the decline of like the power and like you know the the. I don't want to get too off topic. I'll tell you about a book my mother just read uh, that's set in Japan. That's very interesting. Also, I would suggest uh, if you if you like yokai in any way, even if it's in passing or like I don't know, like like. You know, you like Pokemon or like anything that relies oh. a lot on like uh, yes, Japanese like lore. Are fascinating. Yeah. Um. Read the book of yokai, especially if you're not super into. Like, I had like some like very basic knowledge of like Japanese history, like very basic. And it's it's written by it's written by a Westerner who's like very, um, you know, he's like. A weeb that actually read stuff instead of just like that watching anime. Actually respects yeah. uh, a, another culture. Yeah, he actually <laughs> respects. Yeah, so like he actually went into Japan and studied for five years on yokai because that's what it's like. Yo, like this is interesting. Why isn't there any Western sources on it? And they wrote a book. Um, it's half 
history of yokai and the uh, the culture around it. And the other half is just talking about the creatures, but not just saying like, yo, this is weird. It actually brings in a lot of context to it. So I would Ooh. suggest reading it. It's very easy to read. It's academic. Um, don't be like the one British guy who put a leave, left a review. Be like, why Why do I want to read about feminism in this book about yokai? I'm just like, well, maybe it has something to do with feminism and, and the culture. Yeah, did you, you, you think that maybe it has something to do with the creation of the yokai? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe the maybe the mountain witch has something to do with how women were treated. I don't know. Whoa! Like, hold but up. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I would suggest reading it. It's very fascinating. Um, now speaking of someone who has nothing to do with that in any way, uh, Doctor Stephen Beckley, <laughs> or Common Man. Um, he's an astronomer, uh-huh. astrophysicist, and former Ooh. astronaut. There you go. His identity is publicly known because it'd be really weird to have an unknown secret <laughs> astronaut. Yeah. Like that being said, that could be a thing. Am I? That, am I maybe a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist? Maybe I don't know. But there's a lot of there could be there could be a secret astronaut. I mean, there's a lot of astronauts. There could there's probably plenty that I have no idea who their names are. But, I mean, you could find out. Yeah. Though, like with public records. Maybe there is like a black ops like astronaut team out there that we don't know about, but I feel like we would know about it pretty quickly because, you know, yeah, you know, you know, like everything like leaks like a sieve in the government. Like we know about everything eventually. Yeah. So, um, because it's hard to keep a secret when you employ like you know thousands, well, like hundreds of thousands of people. Because yeah. some, some people, also sometimes people just suck at keeping secrets. That's <laughs> true. But, but, you know, so publicly known identity. Has no criminal record in the U.S. Oh, uh, thank God. Yeah. His birthplace was somewhere in Florida. See, I was expecting Ohio because Ohio has the highest concentration of I astronauts. Know. Because Ohio sucks so bad, you need to leave the Earth at some point. <laughs> I have a friend from Michigan. People in Michigan fucking hate Ohio, and she always cites that. <laughs> so, um, he's a widower. So, unfortunately, mm. dead wife. Oh, uh, no. Dead wife? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he suffers from, from dead wife syndrome. Yeah. So, uh, his father, Jack, is dead. His mother, depicted but name unrevealed. Cool. John, last name unrevealed, brother, deceased. Um, Rosemary, sister, alive. Brother-in-law, voice depicted, but name unrevealed. Anne, wife, dead. Benny, son, not dead. Um, his first appearance, believe it or not, was <gasps> uh, Comet Man issue number one. Whoa, he had his own, go- he had his own book. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what is... Oh. Yeah, so it's not a great cover, I'm going to say. Oh, what is this? Like, so, if oh. you look... <laughs> it's not that exciting, though. It no, no, like, if this was a panel, I would accept it. Yes. I would accept it. Would I say it was a great panel? No. It does have a lot of diamondism to it, I will say that. Um, you have Comet Man uh, going really fast um, towards, the, towards the reader, kind of like an angle. You see determination in their face. 
their both fists out while they're flying really quickly. It looks like they're next to like an ice comet. Um, and I like the I like the uh, I like the the font or the I don't yeah what do you call it the say, art the I name like art his, yeah I like his the font of his um oh, it's basically a logo I, I like forget his, exactly his, what you call it there's a name for it yeah the title basically I love I love that that's really good yeah it even has like a little red comet going through man it's really good it's really yes. good. Um, unfortunately, this person did not take off. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, so. <sighs> so, uh, let's get to it. Oh, oh, by the way, if you want to see the cover and the person we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you'll have a lovely little thing there talking about it mm. and looking at it. So. You can go look with your own eyes. So. Dr. Stephen Beckley was the son of Colonel Jack Beckley of the U.S. Air, Air Force. Uh, also, a lot of astronauts were former Air Force people. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. I think, I think they tie into the NASA. I think that's like a pipeline you can do, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Become a doc. You can have like a doctor in astrophysics and just become like a test pilot. You could, you're just well, basically going to be if you're a pilot, you have to follow some very specific protocol to, like, you can't be colorblind. Um, you have to have 20-20 vision. There's, like, certain things that make sense for an astronaut to also have. So you've already been tested for those things. Yeah, and you're already, you're already, if you if you uh, fly, like, jets and stuff like that, you already have a lot of, a lot of training <laughs> under uh, high, high uh, amounts of G-force. Yep. Which, you, um, yeah, it makes sense, you know, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. Um... So, so yeah, Stephen's parents were enraged when Jack went out to the South Pacific as a naval uh, aviator. Jack was unaware that his uh, fiance was then pregnant with his child. Her her family sent her to Florida to to have the baby, who was then put up for adoption. Returning to a returning as a highly decorated a hero, Jack married his fiance in the two. They they. What? Wait, what? What? Okay, no, cool. This, okay, this happened a lot in the 80s. Yeah, if uh, you did not know. I mean, this happened a lot. This happened to my mother. Okay, but like, okay, but you know the whole thing? You could be like, oh, that baby was adopted. That's going to be Steven. No, it wasn't. Yep. No, he just got married again and had two children. I guess they never told. Yeah, no, she never told him. Um, so, Oof. yeah. But Stephen and Rosemary. So, uh, however, Jack remained unaware of the existence of his older son John, who grew up going from one foster home to another. John eventually became a powerful uh, figure in the naval intelligence and developed his own top secret uh, intelligent agency, the Bridge. As head of the Bridge, John was known as the Superior. Tracing his own background, John discovered the identity of his father. John went to see <gasps> Colonel Jack uh, Beckley and told him that his son, Jack, that he was a son, Jack. However, not knowing the truth, he said he only had one son. The, you know, you gotta be real honest about this stuff. You know, or else, like, your long-lost son, who you never knew about, will come back and try to murder you. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Just be be honest. Just be yeah. Take note. <laughs> yeah. Um, the vengeful John determined to destroy the Beckley name and arrange an airplane accident, which Colonel Beckley died again. Like you know, uh, Stephen Beckley became an astronaut and astrophysicist. He and his wife Anne, a former astronaut. Wait, what? Wait, did an astronaut get married to another astronaut? What? I mean, that has to happen, right? Okay, yeah. Whatever. Um, he had a. I, f- I just remembered that one astronaut that went crazy and yep. chased up. Okay. <laughs> yup. That's oh what my- I was thinking about too. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd be able to say it. I'm not like one of those like you know like ta- toxic masculinity people. Um, but like I feel like I'd feel really, really just not up to it if like if I married an astronaut. Um, let's see. Sally Ride was um uh, married to another astronaut. Hmm. I mean, I guess once both of you saw the totality of Earth being brought down to just a little 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 ball in the sky, maybe that changes you. I think yeah. it does change you. They all say it changes you. Um, and then you realize that you're um, only attracted to women, and then you divorce. Yeah, and then, and then when someone says the moon landing was fake, when you're like an eighty year old man, you punch them. Oh God, uh, I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> man, Buzz, you did you did a real good job. I loved it. It'd be like, yo, the moon landing was fake. Pop, just solid Oof. right hook right there. Oof. If you want to just see a real fun video, just look up Buzz all the way to, uh, punching a moon landing denier. Yeah. Uh, it's but, very good. Yeah, but uh, but he married his wife, Anne, uh, and had a young son, Benny. Stephen and Anne Beckley were also the creators and head of Edmund Project, a joint effort by the uh, NASA, by NASA and MIT to investigate comets and related phenomenon. The culmination oh. of the of the project, Stephen uh, Beckley piloted a spacecraft that in, uh, that encountered an apparent comet passing through Earth's sol- <gasps> uh, solar system. It's like his name. Yeah, no. Oh my god. I know. It's almost as if it's almost as if they just stamped him after it's- the thing he got a power from. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, yeah. please. Uh, Beckley lost uh, directional control of his spacecraft, which was drawn <laughs> into the tail of the comet. And within the comet, however, another spacecraft piloted by an alien who named himself Max, a being from the so-called colony Hortesk. Max claimed that his race uh, has seeded planets in the Milky Way galaxy. And it is thus responsible for the origin of human life on no 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 that was the celestials dude <laughs> those celestials <laughs> not not dude dude there's but, already there's already marvel lore about this not dude it's the celestials and then like come on come on he's like uh, he's like those assholes they always take credit for our stuff 
Okay, cool. I didn't even have to. Apparently, they already did that. Okay, <laughs> they okay. they put the parenthetical in there saying exactly what I just said. Um, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> claims to have been said that the Celestials created human life on Earth through genetic experimentation, but these assertions are now believed to be incorrect. It has remained. It is seen. It has remained to be seen how much validity is to the uh, for questions claims on Earth human race. It is definitely known that the Forquestians played a role on the history of Earth's savage land. Oh my god, I just remembered oh, the Steve Englehart run of Fantastic Four. Apparently, the reason why the savage lands, even though they're in the Antarctic, or like as a jungle is because they had like this cosmic source of power underneath of it. Oh. Then that like that like Kang the Conqueror wanted. It was, you know, it was a really interesting. You know, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's oh. a really interesting run. Cause you had a cause I a, remember somebody did Savage Lands right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was really interesting. Um that was the one few one of the few times that stories didn't die in the Savage Land. That some somebody did something which you would think you would be able to fuck it up because there's all sorts of fun things there, but alas, I, I don't know how you can make I don't know how you can make a land of tomorrow type thing. Just I mean, land of tomorrow. Wait, land of what am I thinking? Loss, land lost of time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the Joel Verne thing. Land's lost there's of time. There's dinosaurs. Thing. There's all sorts of other fun monsters. There's a jungle. What more could you want? You can have stuff start in the Savage Land, but never go to Savage Land. The Savage Lands. Mm. Just don't. You can like, start like, there. <gasps> like Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. You can start there, but you have to leave. Because you it will die. It will die on the vine. <laughs> it, it is destined. <laughs> Roughly every 77 years, a Forskeskian. Uh, I do not know how to say that. I refuse. I do not respect them as, as a race. <laughs> I um, do not respect this nonsense. The stupid made-up alien name. Yeah. But, yeah, those, uh, Max's, uh, people, like, have a spacecraft hidden under the appearance of comic to pass by Earth to observe it, a.k.a. <gasps> Halley's Comet, you know, every <gasps> 77 years. Um, while Beckley's spacecraft entered the telecomic concealing Max's spaceship, the intense heat of the comic vaporized Beckley's craft as well as Beckley himself. However... <laughs> However, Max employed <laughs> some technology to gather up uh, Beckley's molecules and reconstruct his body. Max so basically, he scraped him off the back of his spaceship. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's Beckley's- like, oh, oh no, oh, I, I hit something. <laughs> yeah, Max's te- technological devices did so in such a way to bestow upon Beckley various superhuman powers, apparently through partially reconstructing Beckley along the lines of Foreskian physiology and chemistry. He didn't have all of him, so he had to improvise. So this reminds me this reminds me of the uh, of the thing with Kid Eternity where like he died like seventy years too early, so like God was just like, oh, crap. Uh, Uh, We're just going to give you superpowers. Also, you can't die. Okay, cool. Please forget about this. 
Okay, bye. bye. I'm sorry for killing this child. Yes, this uh, 10-year-old child. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Sorry. Uh, scrape them up, put them back together. Okay, bye. <laughs> Here's um, some superpowers for your trouble. Also, you could just summon people by saying eternity. This includes Greek gods. One, uh, yeah. of them, one of them being Zeus, who will say as soon as they wake up, Who woke me up? I'm horny. <laughs> That's just how he be. Yeah, I like his alien, like, basically hit him. was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I can't report this. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> just scrape him off. Put him back together. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's so, fine. So, um, if you get the chance, read the 91. Well, 91 and 93. Vertigo. Um. Vertigo. Oh, he was Vertigo. Uh, Kid Eternities. Yes. Uh, 91 is... It's just gorgeous. It's all, like, water paints and stuff, and it's, Ooh. like... It's very Vertigo. And, um, 93, it's Anastasia. Anastasia writing it. I forget who did the art. But it is also just, mm, chef kiss wonderful. It's basically what's happening is like, he's just like, you know, God sucks. So I'm just going to make a cult surrounding me. Also, <laughs> um, as you do, it's real good. Like, read it. I feel like, you know, Kid Eternity doesn't get much love, you know, doesn't get a lot yeah. of love. I feel like there should be a Kid Eternity. Like right now, the way they're doing DC stuff, I think Kid Eternity would fit perfect. So, yes. I don't know who I need to talk to about this, but I will talk to them and they will make <laughs> They Dear will make, DC. Make, please make more Kid Eternity. Okay. Thanks. Love, Jesse. Exactly. So, uh, using his new powers, Beckley returned to Earth, where he was believed to have died in space. Beckley encountered David Hillman, a man who he believed to be his friend, and who was the chief bridge oper- uh, who was the chief of bridge operation. Uh, he'll Hilbert was formerly Anne Beckley's boyfriend and seen have seen Beckley's apparent demise as his opportunity to win her over as his lover. Dude, let his body be cold first, man. Fuck. Calm down. Yeah, learning that Beckley was alive, Hil- Hil- Hilbert allowed Anne to continue to believe his- her husband was dead, and he quarantined Beckley, subjecting him to tests of his new superhuman abilities. The superior decided to keep a Beckley captive in order to learn how to duplicate the process, which he gained his superhuman powers. The superior also decided to capture Max and his spaceship and launch a secret program to send men into space to do so. See, I told you, the CIA has their own astronauts. Of course they do. (laughs) They're they're socialists in space. Have you seen uh, Star Trek? (laughs) <laughs> they're socialists in space they, they need to, to murder space. someone we have to commit a coup in space we, we can't have we can't have a classist society uh, so um uh hilbert uh hilbert had had Anne beckley and her son taken captive as well steve beckley soon escaped captivity unaware that his wife and son had also been made prisoners and made an escape attempt Taking ben, uh, Benny with her, but has accidentally killed. But was accidentally killed when she made contact with an electrified fence. 
Oh fuck! What? 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 Cool. What? Okay. Okay. Taken back into bridge custody, Benny was subjected by orders of the superior to a brutal series of tests and experiments, altering his own molecular structure by the scientist named Dr. Fischler in an attempt to duplicate Stephen Beckley's powers within his son. Searching for his missing wife and child, Beckley encountered a and nearly defeated the Hulk. Reed Richards, leader of the Fantastic Four, saw Beckley battling the Hulk on television and went to see him in person. News media dubbed the newly superhumanly powerful Beckley Comet Man. Richards aid Beckley in controlling his powers of self-teleportation by giving him a psi amplifier device. Concentrating on his wife, Beckley teleported himself to her presence, only discovered that she was buried in a coffin. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Returning to Beckley... Returning to Richards, Beckley then learned about his older brother, John, who is now the superior from S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Beckley teleported himself to the presence of his son, only to find him seemingly dying in bridge captivity. Unknowingly, the anguished uh, Stephen Beckley transmitted part of his own life force into Benny, therefore apparently activating superhuman abilities given given Benny uh, to Benny by the bridge experiments. Awakening Benny enraged, enraged and perhaps driven by insanity by the shock of his father's seeming, uh, seeming death, Wit- uh, and witnessing his father's and witnessing his mother's death, and the torments he had undergone by Fischler's hands, he uses new power to attack his father and kill Fischler. You know, you know. Sometimes you gotta do stuff, something. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, like his like his brain was just like, hey, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to go? And <laughs> that uh, he did. Benny attacked his father to kill Fischler. Benny blamed his father for abandoning him and his mother uh, to, to the suffering they had undergone. Benny then fell into a catatonic state. Stephen confronted the now repentant Hilbert, who vowed to take care of Benny. Hey, d- hey dude. Too dude. late. Too late. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> Too little, too late. Um, you're gonna have to do at least a little bit more apologizing, steps of a, a, a actual apology, before I'm gonna accept it. Well, yeah, can't just stop to kick, can't just jump to the end. Um, meanwhile, men serving uh, the bridge had reached Max's starship and had gone aboard. They invited Max to return with them to Earth. Common man teleported himself aboard. Max's starship, just as the bridge's men were about to kill the alien who had refused to go to Earth with them. The bridge assassins then attacked Comet Man, faced with violence for the first time in his life. Max, who was from a pacifistic culture, turned insanely violent, and the grip of emotion stirred with him, observing violence on Earth. The bridge assassins fled Max's starship. Max told Comet Man that he intended to wipe the, out the human race before its finest ways, containing the rest of the sentient races on of the galaxy. I, I'm sorry, dude. You're too late. I'm sorry. You're like way too late on that. Yeah. You know. You know. There's yeah. The guardians have already been around. There's multiple. Like there's so many. 
I feel like I feel like Max has not paid attention to the rest of the universe. <laughs> like Thanos, it's been around. Like like Adam Warlock has got around at this point. Yeah. In time. Like like there's so many Thanos has already destroyed multiple worlds at this point. Like hundreds of worlds. Galactus? Come on. He needs to open up a newspaper. Whatever the galactic equivalent of a newspaper is, he needs to open it up. Yeah. Also, it's not just humans that are violent. Yeah. So. Um, well, whatever. Uh, so Beckley calmed, uh, calmed Max down and agreed to accompany him to visit to the Fort Killian uh, colony. Back on Earth, the spirit triggered a nuclear device to destroy Max's starship and his brother with it. Max sensed the danger, and he and Comet Man teleported to safety. Max took Comet Man to the colony of Forkesk, where Beckley gained more control over his powers through training. Beckley and Max returned to Earth, where Beckley told his sister Rosemary and his son Benny living with his brother John. Then he uses powers to free Benny from his catatonic state. Ultimately, Comet learned Comet Man learned that John was superior who then paid for his crimes. Could have probably told us how he paid for his crimes, but you know, however. You know, whatever, yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you he's six one, weighs one ninety, blue eyes, brown hair. He can lift up, you know, roughly twenty five tons. And here is his long list of powers. So, he has super strength. Um, He could also make spheres of concussive force from his hands at will. That seems pretty standard. He possesses telekinetic powers which enable him to help levitate objects. He most often employs this power to fly by levitating himself. I will say... That levitation is not technically not flight. This means you're lifting stuff. If we're going by D and D rules, anyway. Yeah. His resistance to injury in, in, to injury has increased to superhuman levels, enabling him to recover from superhuman super, superhuman uh, rapidity from bullet wounds and to survive the heat of reentry from outer space from Earth's atmosphere without harm. He can also teleport himself over vast distances, even from Earth to a location in outer space. The limit to his teleportational ranges are not yet known. Um, his, abil- his teleportational abilities are triggered subconsciously when he's in danger. You can also use it like consciously through use of his Psi amplifier given, by- given to him by uh, Reed Richards. A comet man can teleport himself into the presence of another person by concentrating on that person, even if comet man does not know where that person is. And apparently, comet man subconsciously, psionically scans an area where he teleports himself to make sure he doesn't materialize in within a solid object. Oh, that's good. I was about to say, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> The horrible death. <laughs> yeah, he can also psionically project a portion of his own consciousness into the mind of another human. 
uh, being or the mind of an animal. So he can like kind of read the memories of another human being or animal and even influence their thoughts and emotions. He refers to this uh, power as thought pinching. And as a side effect of receiving psionic abilities, he also the capacity of feeling the emotions of him uh, feeling emotions himself has increased. And uh, we don't know what all his powers are. So basically, he's like a. I would say he's like a more interesting internal. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what else I just realized? The brood also existed at this time. Yeah, the brood existed. What? Okay. All they the, do is fuck shit up. That's their entire existence. The Badoon existed at this point. Oh. Hey. Sorry, I just remembered that. I was like, what's another? What's that really like violent alien race that that lays eggs in other people? Oh, yeah, the brood. <laughs> no, like there's so many other. A- there are other alien races that haven't even met humans. Yeah. At this point. And, you know, I'm just. Mm. Well, you know, whatever. Whatever. Okay, let's uh, let's finish this, I guess. So, you have anything else to say about Comet Man? No. I see why he wasn't super popular. I mean, I feel like he would be, like, he feels like a more sympathetic Adam Warlock. Yeah. Which, I wouldn't be opposed to something like that. No. Uh, he has some interesting powers. And, but yeah, he just hasn't really done much. Um, he yeah. appeared He appeared in like Paradise X, which is like the third incarnation of the Universe X stuff. Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X. Oh, yes. Um, which I still need to read through. It's, they're gorgeous books. It's just, I just, I do not know why. I just have not read them all the mm-hmm. way through. But they're real interesting. Um, the first one you have, uh, you have uh, Machine Man takes over for the Watcher, whose eyes were taken out, and you just see like, you just see what happens when everyone has powers on Earth. Oh, yeah, and doesn't turn out great. Turns no, out, uh, turns out Franklin turns out Franklin turns into uh, a fascist uh, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can see that. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I like how we're both like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he appeared in that, and, uh, there's, you know, it's interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, they released, like, a prequel of it, which is called, like, something. It's about, like, the last person who didn't have powers. And it's, like, the day, it's basically, like, the week of everyone getting powers all of a sudden. Ooh. Called, like... Marvel's X or something like that. Um, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. If you like alternate alternate universe stuff, which I do. Um, now, uh, that's that's it. Like I don't know really yeah, I don't have anything else, yeah. But uh you wanna let's let's do plugs. Okay. Um, so do you want me to go first? Oh yeah, go first. Okay. So I'll plug my webcomic. It's called Grace Swings at graceswings.com. It's an urban horror fantasy. Uh, you should go read it. Um, probably catch up now. Well, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where me and 
mostly Fiona talk about cryptids and someone lured ways. And uh, if you want to see the pictures that people were talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram, where uh, you can also find a handy little uh, for my Patreon, which is also in the description of the episode, which is patreon.com slash alphabetflight. If you want to throw me a dollar or two, you know, I'm over 600 episodes, so, you know, I like I haven't given you a lot of stuff. All right. But yeah, that would be that'd be nice. So. Um, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Night. Mm-hmm.